As a kid, I was always perplexed why God the Father would allow any spirit to lead Jesus in the desert to be tempted. Why wouldn't God the Father protect him from that? I became even more perplexed when I began to study the scriptures and my formation to be a priest and learned that it was the Holy Spirit that's being referred to in the scripture passage in the gospel. Not just an evil spirit, but the Holy Spirit was leading Jesus into the desert for this period of purification and testing because as God, he was also fully human. And he entered into our humanity to experience what we experience as human beings, how we can be tempted. And the temptations are actually ultimately to bring about something greater. But if we dare go into those temptations alone, we are likely to find ourselves failing because the evil spirit, Satan, and the demons that chose not to follow God, to reject God, they are smarter than us. And you, we see in the gospel today the strategy that evil spirits often use. They will try to tempt with something with the flesh, something that brings pleasure to us. For example, it could be in the area of food, drink, sexuality, all kinds of things. And they want to tempt us to the point that we become so attached to those things that it begins to rule our lives. And you and I might know of brothers and sisters of our own, family members or friends or neighbors, brothers and sisters in the Lord, who get caught into various addictions. In today's world, it can be electronic addictions. Things that draw us in and bring pleasure to us only to manipulate us and to control us from being really free because the passion is so strong it overpowers our reason and we no longer then listen to faith what god has revealed and we certainly aren't motivated by charity at that point we're motivated by self-love self-pleasure the first temptation in the gospel today of course is to food here's jesus fasting in the desert if I was fasting and someone came up with food, oh, that's hard. So the temptation was first to the flesh. We notice in the second temptation here, in Jesus' beautiful response, he uses scripture. But here's the strategy of the evil one. The evil one always wants to use something against us. Now, food is a good thing to nourish our body. So he can use that to tempt us to say, well, you should do this thing. That might bring pleasure, but do we really need it? What is in accord with God and what isn't? The second example in the scripture, of course, is the one that goes to the ego to be able to have power. So God is allowing a certain period of time for the evil one to have all kinds of power in the world that we live in today. And so this temptation that is before Jesus as he takes him and shows him all these things, I'll give you the authority over these things for this period of time that God's allowing. Now that could be a great temptation to somebody who wants to have lots of power and control to do what they want. And we can see it even in today's world how that can be misused. We think of our dear beloved brothers and sisters in the Ukraine 
and the tremendous evil that's happening there, the tremendous hardship, because the temptation to have more, to control, and it's so easy to fall into that little ways and big ways for any one of us. The third example we have here is we can see how he's using a half-truth in both the second and the third testing. He's using scripture. Satan often uses some half-truth that's intended to convince us that we should do it. Now, Jesus, being the Son of God, also knew scripture very well. And he knew, ah, but we don't live on bread alone. We should worship only the Lord our God. So he was able to respond because he knew how to respond. And that's why learning the faith is really important for us. So we know how to understand how to respond to the temptations of the evil one. And in this third example, it's to get, to get us to doubt that God is going to do something for us. The evil one loves to work on doubt. Don't have faith in God. Give up on God. You don't need that. You can do it on your own. And this third testing here is a very clear witness where Jesus says, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Brothers and sisters, how very important it is that we learn the good spirits, the angels, the saints, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit who want to help us on the way to heaven, good brothers and sisters in the Lord here on earth who want to help us on the way to heaven, but we also must be very attentive to the ways that the evil one works, and it's often in a very subtle way. And he'll start with very little things, and then he keeps building. And he tries to get us to become more and more lax in living our faith, more and more giving in to the desires of the flesh or the ego or doubting God. We live in the world today with so many pleasures that can easily be led astray through the flesh. We can easily be led astray by the ego. And we can easily be led astray by seeing what's happened in the world and to be discouraged and to question God. This Lenten season, like Jesus, is a time to go into the desert and realize it's not easy. But the things that the Lord stirs within our heart and our mind in learning to listen for the good spirits and being able to identify the bad spirits, then to firmly choose. But I choose to follow our good God, to love and to serve him and to help others on the way to heaven. So we lose the focus on ourselves and what we want, and we turn to give glory and honor to God, like you do tonight, coming to Mass, and to assist others in the way to heaven, being very attentive to how we can help others. Let's pray that this Lent will be a time of grace and favor to help us persevere and to make the distinctions by listening deeply to the messages that come our way. Are they of the good spirits, which will bring good fruits? Are they of the bad spirits, which will lead us into bad things in our lives? Let's pray for that grace.